Hi, this is Pastor Marquez Ball of the Uplift Church in Laurel, Maryland. Listen, it is my prayer that this word is a blessing in your life. I pray that it's uplifting to your mind, uplifting to your heart, and uplifting to your spirit. Check us out online at upliftmd.com. God bless. That the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart will be made acceptable unto you. Get the glory out of this message. Penetrate a heart, Father. Transform a mind. We give you praise for, oh God, what you shall do in this place. In Jesus' name, can everybody say amen? Amen. John 15, verse 16 says, you did not choose me. I chose you. And I orchestrated all of this so that you would be sent out and bear great and perpetual fruit. As you do this, anything you ask the Father in my name will be done. This is a relationship series that we are in in Uplift Church. And I'm grateful to God um, that in this season that God is not just concerned about your love for him, but he's also concerned on your love for others and most importantly, your love for yourself. And so today my subject is simply put, I'm chosen and available. Can you look around to somebody next to you and just tell them, in case you don't know this, I'm chosen and available. In case you don't know this, I'm chosen and available. Somebody's acting brand new. You didn't look at anybody. (laughs) (laughs) But just give yourself a reminder. Tell yourself, self, I'm chosen and available. Chosen and available. Amen. In 2018, Psychology Today published an article entitled The Good Life Living Single in the 21st Century. In this article, it measured happiness and satisfaction between those who were single before and after marriage. Contrary to popular opinion, the results show that individuals that were not happy or satisfied within themselves in their singleness were equally unhappy and unsatisfied in their marriages. This is clear that singleness is not a curse. And marriage is not a cure to your dysfunctional singleness. (laughs) To be single does not mean that you are thirsty, Mm -hmm. merely existing and waiting to be married. Mm. It does not mean that you are bored, broke, horny, and lonely. However, to be single means that you are a complete person Mm. that is unique and whole, watch this, with the ability to function alone. Mm. So even if you are married, you still need to know how to be single. Mm. Marriage has been lifted as the ultimate state of condition that every man and woman should be aspiring to. Everybody in their mama at Thanksgiving want to know where they at, (laughs) what you're doing with your life. (laughs) But it's as if a person who is not married somehow has failed at attaining the most ultimate, utmost thing in life. Let me be clear and put this disclaimer out. This is not an anti-marriage message. But it is an anti-cultural message because there is an oppressive spirit in the land Mm. that is attaching itself to Christian singles and married folks, even married people, Mm. robbing them of their worth and their value due to the demonic stigma associated with them being alone and unmarried. Uh 
So to which such stick must people begin to compensate for falling in love with love, right. willing to do anything to prevent from being alone. Singles are in competition with such stigmas as you are undesirable, or you got issues, or you got too many high expectations. But contrary to popular opinion, God wants your future more than you want it for yourself. Yeah. You want to tell yourself that God wants my future. God wants my future. More than I want it for myself. More than I want it for myself. There is nothing wrong with desiring marriage. However, maybe in this season, God wants you to know he has you exactly where you are supposed to be. Right. Singleness is not a curse, but the Bible declares in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 8, actually singleness is a gift and singleness is a good thing. Uh -huh. I come to tell somebody who is in desperate situations to know that this is really the best time of your life. My God. But instead of dreaming about your big day, the real question is not that you are single, but are you available? Ah. Some of us are married, but still are not available. Ah. But I've discovered there's a lot of people in the world and in the church who classifies themselves as single, but their dysfunction and need dependency makes them unavailable. My God. They may believe that they are ready, but they really are unprepared. Mm. For one's inability to even love themselves will always become problematic in one attempt to love other people. For marriage is the easy part, but staying married, staying married is the challenge. Mm. But I believe God sent me here today to pull off some masks and layers from your expectations and perspectives to remind every single and married person up in here that God loves them and is in pursuit of you since the day you were born. Mm. I want to let you know that before you even entered into the womb of your mother, God selected you. Yeah. He set you apart before there ever was a beginning and anointed you. And I, I want you to know that God chose you. And even in the fact that the people rejected you, God still picked you out and selected you. Mm -hmm. And somebody needs to know today that it is time to break up with everything and anyone that's prohibiting you from being good available. Yeah. I got three principles and then I'm going to take my seat. Three principles for how to be available. The first principle is that you have to recognize that you are chosen. Mm -hmm. Point to yourself and say, I am chosen. I'm so excited about the gospel of John that tells us that Jesus is at the last part of his life and he lends these directions and instructions to his disciples to let them know that it is not your goodness that brought you to me but it is because I chose you first what does it mean to be chosen it means to be selected out of a crowd to be chosen means that God designated you out of everybody else in the world. It wasn't because you were good. It wasn't because you were saved. It wasn't because you did everything that was right. But aren't you glad today out of everybody in the world God decided to select you. The Bible declares while I was strangling in my own blood, God told me to live. He says that when I was without strength, God died for me. 
ungodly. It is not because we are good. It is not because we decided to get up and come to church. It is not because we have a good job or a great career. It is the grace and the mercy of God. For if it had not been for the Lord on my side, the enemy would have swallowed me up. The enemy would have destroyed me. The enemy would have exploited me. But aren't you glad today that the hater didn't have its way with you? Aren't you glad that the accident didn't kill you? Aren't you glad that you couldn't kill you because you were chosen. God prepared you. God ordained you. And that's why you are different. That's why you are special. That's why you are unique. That's why you can't fit in. That's why you can't be normal. That's why you cannot be average because God chose you. He chose me and it's important to know about being chosen. David is minding his own business in the shepherd field and the Bible declares that his own father ignored him. His own brothers didn't like him but isn't it amazing that people who God chose don't want to be chosen. Ah. Matter of fact, the thing that I hate most about myself is what makes me different. Ah. Isn't it amazing to be chosen and you don't even want to be chosen. And people got to learn to hate on you for what you got, but you don't even understand that I wish I didn't have what I had. I wish I could do what I did, but for some reason or another, God chose me. It's so important that you know that you are chosen because if you allow people to be the only source of your joy, if you are only in your marriage for their peace and their sanity, if you feel like you are nothing without them, when they leave you, you will be all nothing. But I'm so glad to know that while you're single, you're chosen. When you're married, you're chosen. That God does not base my dignity and my status on other people's opinion and acceptance of me. But even when they reject me, I'm chosen. Come to know this understanding that I come to this conclusion. That the very people who God has chosen, people always reject. The Bible indicates that Jephthah is a man who is chosen from the womb of his father to be different and special and to be the warrior of his family. He was ordained at the womb to be different, but his mother was a prostitute. His mother was a harlot. His mother was a single mother and a trifling daddy got married to another woman and then they had sons and the sons rejected him and kicked them out. I come to tell somebody who is chosen to know this. You cannot take rejection personal. Ah. That because you are chosen, one of the signs of you being chosen is people don't want you. You cannot take it personal because the Bible declares eyes have not seen and ears have not heard and it's not entered into the hearts of man. In other words, God has a way of hiding you. And the reason why you're single today because God is trying to preserve you. You want to fit in and you want to be accepted and you want to be loved by God said so you got to love you first yes. so that I'm able to understand that my being chosen has nothing to do with people uh-huh. the Bible says God ordained him, God sanctioned him, God stamped his hand of approval on his life but you cannot take it personal because I recognize this uh, that rejection, I talk about it all the time, 
rejection is God's protection. Somebody needs to know that because uh, when you go to the doctor, and I preached this before, that when the doctor is looking for an organ donor, the, the, the doctor goes and finds the proper body. And it's not that you need the organ, it's that you have to in some way find a body that's compatible with that organ. And if the organ is not compatible with the body, the body rejects the organ. And there are some people up in here that wants to fit rejection and damage organs in your system. You want dysfunctional relationships. You want bad, bad, bad vibing friends when God is saying, I'm allowing the rejection to be your protection. My God. I don't want them to harm you. I don't want them to take you out of here. I don't want you to lose your mind. I want you to know that the rejection is your protection because you are chosen. Yeah. He chose you. And the Bible indicates, hallelujah to God, he chose you. So the first perspective is not only that you have to recognize that you are chosen. The second perspective I want you to understand and being available is that you have to respond to the call. Mm-hmm. The Bible says that you did not choose me. I chose you. Mm-hmm. And I didn't just choose you, but I called you to bear much fruit. Uh-huh. I'm here to speak to somebody who is struggling in the midst of their singleness and spending all of your energy on Tinder, trying to find the next boo and bae, stalking them in the DMs and trying to harass them. Come on, somebody, all around you and you feel like your life will never exist because I've come to this conclusion. It's one thing to be single in your 20s. But oh, when the clock strikes 30, you get a little thirsty. When you look over your bed and you find out it's just a teddy bear and a ghost, you recognize that there's gonna be more than this. Ah, come to tell somebody that God is calling you in a season. God is calling you. Everybody say, God is calling you. Oh, say it. Oh, this is much better. Thank you, Pastor. I wish you would have said this earlier before I got started and have to stress myself out in my voice. So, oh, tell somebody. Oh, I can really preach now. Tell somebody, I have been called. I've been called. Yeah, the Bible declares I'm single, but I'm chosen and I'm single and I'm called. You're married and you're chosen and you're married and you're called. I'm trying to deliver some people from this need dependency who makes believe because I've come to realize that we are in a very transient season where the singles want to be married and the married folks want to be single. (laughs) Nobody seems to have a level of contentment, but the Bible declares, God said, I called you to bear much fruit. Uh He called you. He took his time not to choose you to be different, but you got to do something in this season. The Bible says, Jephthah runs to Tob. Watch the revelation. The Bible indicates in this season, he runs because he's rejected. Mm-hmm. And I've come to understand this. Write this down. I've always preached it. Rejection is God's transportation to take you from a place uh-huh. where you are no longer needed. Come on, sir. Rejection is God's transportation yeah. to take you from a place come on. where you are no longer needed. I love if it. it was left up to you, you would have stayed there. Yeah. 
you would have wallowed there and you would have lost your identity and your dignity, your esteem and your future. But for some reason, God had to bring attention and exposure to some things happening around you so that you can get out of there. Aren't you glad that the enemy could have his way with you? Aren't you glad that you escaped the wrath of the enemy, the lie, the disease? I was rejected and I'm glad about it. He chose me and he called me out to bear much fruit. This is the powerful revelation about God's word, about the calling. God is calling you. God is trying to tell you something. There are many people that get entangled in marriages believing that marriage is the cure to their production. And they're waiting for people to come around the corner and give them joy. They're waiting for people to get around and tell them how great they are. And they make their lives miserable. And the people that they are connected they're too miserable because of their inability to accept that God has chosen you to do something different than your spouse. God has chosen you and has called you to do something different than the person that you are connected to. And maybe in this season, God will not bring nobody to you until you become what you are trying to attract. You are 30 years old with the list of things that you are not yourself. You want them to have a car, but you own Metro. You want them to have a house, but you still with your mother. You want them to have good credit, but yours are in the trash. Because we don't know what God is calling us to do in this season. He says, he's calling me to bear much fruit. Look at the revelation. The Bible says, Jephthah goes to toe because the people reject him. But it's not until he leaves that the people tries to find him. Uh -huh. I come to tell somebody today, particularly a single, you don't have to look for connections. But when you get to the place where God wants you to be, connections will find you. Oh, I wish I had somebody to hear to say that connections are about to find me. I don't know who you are, but I declare, uh, I wish I had somebody to really believe it. Connections are about to find me. Jobs are about to look for me. Sponsors are about to sponsor me. Say, so I receive it. Come on, Will. He comes to a place where people that rejected him learn to respect him. I come to prophesy to somebody, life is about to be so great for you. All your exes are going to wish that they kept you. I wish I had somebody. They're going to follow you on Instagram. They're going to wish they were to stay with you because God is about to bring you in such a season of productivity. Things are about to change. You are about to produce something in this season. And guess what? You're going to do it by yourself. Come on, Will. He produces something. He produces much fruit. Watch the connection. This person is rejected by the same people who wants him back. The Bible declares when God makes Adam in the garden, he takes Adam from the dirt. Adam is productive, naming everything in the garden. Watch this, deep folks. It's not until Adam becomes productive when God declares man should not be alone. Uh -huh. Matter of fact, there's no need for you to bring people in your life when you're still lazy. <laughs> Matter of fact, there's no need to ask for assistance when you're still boring and dysfunctional. Uh -huh. 
It's not until you start being productive yeah. and busy that God says, now you're eligible to be connected to somebody because now I've got something yeah. to work with. Yeah. You're waiting on a spouse to do nothing with you. Yeah. But God says, I'm preserving you in this season for you to produce. Yeah. And when you produce, they'll find you. Come on, lazy woman. You're all in the mirror taking Instagram selfies at yourself. If you get productive, the right one will find you. Yeah. Amen. I know I'm preaching better than you, <laughs> He comes to a land of toll because church women think that just prayers get you a man. Uh. <laughs> and you're spiritual, but you're boring. Uh. He goes to toll. The word toll, watch this, means good place. Uh-huh. Sometimes case, sir. it's hard to forsake the good for the great. Uh-huh. Because in the good, you start surrounding yourself with people that's just like you. Mm-hmm. Watch this. Some of us are unavailable because of our wrong perception concerning our rejection. Mm-hmm. Watch this. And it's not because you are not single. It's because you are afraid. Mm. See, Jephthah did not have any good examples on how a good marriage looked. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to try to find yourself in a relationship when you are afraid that you're going to become what you saw. Ah. We're not just a product of things that we were told. We are a product of things that we have seen. Yeah. And some of us know that we want to be with somebody, but our fears block us. Ah. Our paranoia block us. Our rejection block us because though you're married, your spouse don't know about your abortions. Ah. Though you're married, your spouse don't know about your dysfunction. Ah. But yet we guard our hearts and we guard our spirit from our spouse, from our friends, and even from God. Ah. But God said, I've chosen you and I've called you to bear much fruit. So profound. The Gospel of John says in chapter 15 that God is a vine dresser. That if you are connected to the vine, which is Jesus, everything about us should produce. Uh And if it's not producing, the vine dresser goes around and the Bible says he prunes the branch. Yeah. What does that mean? He cuts off mm-hmm. the thing that's hindering the growth. Mm. Write this down. God is about to eliminate everything that you cannot live without. Ah. The reason why you may be still single is because you still got an idol problem. Mm-hmm. If I give you somebody, you will never come to God. Because that person will be God. And those that are married, the reason why you're dysfunctional is maybe because you have an idol problem. My God. And you're waiting for that man and that woman to be what you cannot ever have. Mm. God wired you for him and him alone. Mm. He did not wire you to be interdependent, all that on each other. That's a lie Mm. of the enemy Mm. that tells you he completes me. Mm. No. Mm. A man. It's not meant to complete you. Because mm. what happens when that man dies? <laughs> what happens when that man or that woman leaves you? Mm. Are you incomplete now that they're gone? The devil is a liar. Mm. God is trying to say, not only do you have to recognize that you are chosen, yeah. you have to recognize that he is calling you. Mm. And he's calling me in this season to do something I've never done. Yeah. To receive something I never had. Yeah. This is the time. When a woman is pregnant with a child, it's not 
the woman that determines when the baby comes forth. Uh -huh. It's based on the maturity of what she is carrying. Uh. And many of us are barren and single. That's why we are by ourselves. Mm. But God wants a relationship with you so that you can be impregnated with something. Mm. God will give you a vision that's beyond what you can expect. Yeah. God will give you a goal beyond what you can expect. And while you are after pursuing that thing that God has for you, you're not distracted by busy bodies trying to get your attention. Uh. You're not looking for people trying to manipulate you. You're so focused doing what God called you to produce. Yeah. And when they come, you know they got to be the one. <laughs> so I say this last thing. Not only does God want you to recognize that you are chosen. Tell yourself, I'm chosen. I'm chosen. Hallelujah. No matter what it looks like, I'm chosen. Yeah. No matter how I feel, I'm chosen. Yeah. Sometimes, even as a preacher, you don't even feel like you're chosen. Mm. Sometimes, People are so mean and so wicked. And sometimes you try to give the benefit of the doubt. But sometimes even your family members have secret agendas. Sometimes even your family members don't want you to progress. They want you to be dysfunctional. Oh my God, have you ever done something that you cannot be forgiven over? And you tell yourself because of how bad it was and how many people I impacted, suddenly God will be petty and suddenly God will take his hand off my life. But aren't you glad that in spite of what you've done, aren't you glad that in spite of where you have been and how many mistakes that you have made, God is still telling you, you are chosen yeah. and I'm calling you to do something something you have never done before. Yeah. I'm living my best life. <laughs> I ain't got time to go back and forth with people when I'm producing what God has called me to produce. Yeah. Last time, last point he says, I'm chosen. I recognize that I'm chosen. I respond to the call. Everybody say this. Rest confidently content. Rest confidently content. Oh, some of y'all don't like that word content, but say it again. Say rest confidently content. Rest confidently content. Listen, the Bible says, Jephthah comes up from good to great. Mm -hmm. He is now leading, fulfilling his purpose. Ha, this is going to be so powerful. But the Bible says he's negotiating because I don't want to be tricked and I don't want to come to a place and it ain't going to last. But the Bible says in the book of John chapter 15, he says, not only will you bear fruit, but that your fruit will remain. Mm -hmm. He says, I will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. And guess what? My leaves will not wither and whatever I do will prosper. Uh -huh. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but I come to tell somebody, you are in the season Hallelujah to God of record breaking. Ah, this it. is the season when you're going to do the unprecedented. Yes. God is going to cause you, hallelujah to God, to go beyond yes. the average and do the yes. exceptional. Yeah. He's calling you to do great things. And he's calling you to rest. Hallelujah to God. What does rest mean? Rest means, watch this, to regain strength. People are sleeping. Huh? But they're not resting. Confidence is based upon your ability to see results from what you predict. I know that we're in the suburbs and when I park my car, when I go outside, my car's going to be there because I got a confidence that this is the suburbs and they don't steal. 
somebody. There's a security and a conviction that what I saw and left is going to be there when I get there. Contentment means fully satisfied. I come against the spirit of depression and stress and anxiety because you can't get what you want in this season. God said, rest.